Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and talk a little bit about your journey to get to this point? Oh, my journey has been a really fun one, I think. And not always in the moment did I think it was fun. (laughs) So I grew up in a really small town called Bushnell, Florida, super small, right in the middle of the state of Florida. So cows in my backyard, really not the kind of thing that you think about when you think about Florida, but that was my reality. So I was first in my family to go to college and I went far away. I say that very loosely (laughs) whenever I think about your college experience, right? Um, I went three hours away, but that was really far for me because of where I grew up and what I really knew about. So I went to Florida State University. I thought since I was four years old that I wanted to be a teacher. And I didn't question that because it just felt right. And people kept encouraging me to do that. They'd be like, oh, Alicia, you would be such a great teacher. So I get into teaching education. It was actually a really competitive program at Florida State at the time. And I got into it and I hated it. I was like, wow, this is definitely not for me. And it was kind of, I like to call like a a pre-quarter life crisis where I start kind of questioning everything and, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? So at the time I was waitressing and bartending and really enjoyed that hospitality environment, which, oh, I'm so missing right now. But so I was trying to figure out what to do and I ended up trying to change my major to business, but I talked to an academic advisor and they told me, well, actually you don't have really any of the prereqs. It's going to take you another two years, if not longer, to graduate. And I was already two and a half years in. And so they said, you know, it's probably just best if you just graduate and then you can get into the hospitality field if you still want to do that and you're fine. So I said, okay. I was kind of bummed about that. So I ended up getting into family and child sciences. Whenever I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I didn't know that there was support on campus to actually help me through that. But that's okay. Uh, so I ended up getting into yeah studying family and child sciences, which was really focused on human development. And I just fell in love with that. And it's so interesting because that wasn't really a choice. It was kind of like, I had to do that because my credits were going to transfer into that major. It was like, it made sense, but it didn't feel like I was passionate about it. And then I started learning more and I thought, wow, this is actually really interesting. <laughs> so I think that story specifically just really reminds me that sometimes because we're in a situation, we really do have to make the best of it. And sometimes it's better than what we expect. So I met a professor who helped me think through what I wanted to do after college. And I learned more about graduate school and thought that would be a really good next step for me. So I ended up going and getting my master's degree in social work. I knew I always wanted to make a difference in the world, but I wasn't sure what that meant for me or how I was going to actually do that. Uh, I think we all somehow in some small way, we want to make a difference in the world. And it's very hard to figure out what that means for each of us. So after my master's in social work, I kind of was leaning more towards counseling and thinking I wanted to do marriage and family therapy, but I ended up 
randomly getting a job at Florida State as an academic success coach. And I really learned more about coaching principles and what it was like to be a coach, like a life coach. And it was specifically for college students. And I just fell in love with it because I saw students grow and change and explore and really become more self-aware humans and get clear about what they wanted to do or get clearer. I like to say clearer because we're never really clear, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it was just such a fun experience. So I did that for a while. I got married and um, moved to Maryland and started applying for jobs. Um, I worked at a nonprofit there working with college students and then decided it was time for me to go back and get my PhD. I had a ton of self-doubt, a ton of self-doubt and have had to work through a lot of that over my life. So I really questioned if I could really do a PhD, if I was capable of that. But, and I can talk more about that if, if you think people would be interested, but I ended up coming to Colorado, visiting, and just fell in love with the Colorado, just Colorado as a state, and then also the school that I was planning to go to. So I ended up getting my PhD, um, and I finished in COVID, which was so great to feel that way. And then also, I had been working on a PhD for five years and didn't get to cross the stage. And that was really hard. I think you envision that so long that that's what you're working towards, and it just, yeah, but that's okay. And then, yeah. So now I work at a university. I'm a full-time academic coach. And I also, I started the college life podcast when I was working on my PhD, just fell in love with storytelling. And I think a lot of students, a lot of young people, we aren't sharing our stories. And I think it's so critical right now to hear what, what we're going through and share our vulnerabilities. Um, so I'll stop there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. And it's honestly, it's a great story for multiple reasons. Uh, first, it's really funny because the first job that I ever wanted to do was become a teacher. And it was because everyone was telling me that I was good at it and that I'd be a great teacher. And so it's like, and then a senior year of high school, everything changed. And I was like, you know what? Not really driving with that anymore. Let's, let's change it up. You know, and so it's just, and then when I got into college, like I had to change my major and it was, it was a whole ordeal. I love how you embrace so much the aspect of just like having like plans change. And I think it's so important to emphasize that because it's something that people don't talk about a lot. And they're like, oh, when you first apply for colleges, like you have to apply with a major, you're going to actually finish out. There's no room for change. There's no room for just anything else. Like you can't really, you know, want to go another way or, or do anything like that. But like in your experience right now, like working with college students, like have you seen a lot of people sort of like change and shift and like want to do something else? Oh my, yes. So there's, I don't know if you've heard any statistics about this, but I believe the latest one was 80% of students change their major, 80%, but we don't talk about that, right? It feels so hard to change our majors. It's ridiculous. But it also, I don't think that the higher ed system is actually set up for you to change your major easily, always either. So, but yes, and I would say in the day-to-day -day work that I do and the students that I meet across the country, over the past 10 years, even when you find a major that you actually are interested in, you still aren't sure what you want to do with it. And that's okay. That's okay. And I'm even still at the point where I'm like, I think that's actually what for me, like gives me joy is exploring new things and learning about new things. Like I'm kind of interested in artificial intelligence right now. So when you hear my background, I am all about education and people. It's people focused. It's counseling. It's education. It's 
humans. And it's awesome. And I love that. And artificial intelligence is coming ready or not here. It's going to come. And I feel like it's still going to be so important for humans to really understand it, especially people who are human focused and not necessarily tech focused, if that makes sense. Right. So I think that we need all people for people from different perspectives to really be part of that. So I've been exploring maybe that I've been exploring like what do I like about research? Because I did get, get my PhD and I kind of thought it was pretty fun and studying different concepts that like passion or purpose. I did a study around how do you explore like purpose, passion, and goals in college. And it was so cool to see that. And I like loved it so much. So I think just being willing and open to changing. And for me, my plan, whatever it was, H, right? Because I had a lot of plans that didn't work out. My plan H was so much better than my plan A ever could have been. And I am so glad that I allowed myself to shift and change over time because it made such a huge difference in the, my day-to-day experiences with joy and, and purpose and passion. Like I love what I do and I'm so grateful that I've been able to, to shift and change. Yes, absolutely. And I feel the exact same way. I mean, I changed what, two, almost two years in uh, to college. I changed my major already three times. I finally found the one, but it's again, it's a combination of three different majors. So it's like, it's not even like the one. And I think that I'm lucky enough that I had the opportunity to sort of figure things out really early on. And like, I know a lot of people don't really have that opportunity or don't have that sort of like epiphany, I guess, in their life. So like, what are your biggest tips for someone who's sort of like still in that like undeclared major area? And they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm becoming a junior next year. I really need to figure out like what I want to do. Or they're like, I'm just not really happy in my major. Like, what am I supposed to do now? There's two kind of aspects to this. I think one aspect is to explore all the ways, which I want to unpack. And then the other thing is to not to put it in such a heavy hearted decision. It is, and it can be. And at the same time, it won't dictate the rest of your life. Your major does not have to dictate the rest of your life or even a career path. If you're not in college, it's like you can shift and change and it's hard to do that. It's hard to change a field once you've been in it for a while. It is very possible at the same time. So I think exploring all the ways is so important. And I think listening to podcasts like yours, like mine, like so many others out there who are interviewing people doing just different types of things. I never thought in a million years that I could work at a college. Like I went to college, but I never even imagined that, oh, I could work there. I don't know. Like that just didn't cross my mind, right? As an option. And it wasn't until after college when I graduated and I started working there that I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I had no clue that this thing existed. And that is going to come out more and more because so many new jobs are being created because so many other jobs are, are we're losing those jobs. So I think you know, the age of entrepreneurship and the age of all this innovation, there's a lot of opportunity to use your skills in a lot of different ways. And so I think it's almost more focus on skills that you want to develop and who you want to be instead of what you want to do, because what you want to do is going to change a lot of times. You know, I think it's building yourself up. So I think exploring in, and I think that actually listening to podcasts, really like reading or listening to books, those are kind of actually passive ways to explore, but they're so important because it helps you really like when you're in those spaces where you're listening to podcasts or you're reading books, you are being very reflective and that gives you time to really just 
yeah, take some time to really get to know somebody else, get to know other people's journeys in a deep way, instead of just looking at the surface of somebody who is Elon Musk, who's this innovator doing really huge things, a billionaire or whatever. But like when you read his story, that was not guaranteed. I don't know. Have you read anything or heard anything about his story? But it's just, we, we just take things that like, this is who this person is and was and always will be. And that's just not the case. So I think just listening to stories are so powerful, but then it's getting out there and trying new things. Um, I think when I was in college, one of the things that I tried was fencing. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but I, you know, I had some friends that were like, oh, let's go do fencing. And I am talking about the sport fencing in case. Yeah. But Um, so we go and I literally, we had to put like the full on gear and I was like sweating and just laughing the entire time. I could not stop. And it was so fun. And it was like, I'm never going to do this again. I don't want to, but it was, it was such a fun experience, but somebody else could do that same thing and go and just fall in love with it and want to teach it and want to do a YouTube channel about it. And like, I mean, there are so many cool opportunities that you can do to create something around your, what you're passionate about. And I think just being open to what could be instead of these are my options and this, which one do I choose? It's being open to that opportunity that like, there are other things out there, you know, it's like, it's not like once you pick a major, it's not like you've closed the door and you can't reopen it. It just, it's so, I always love to reflect on this because like, it's just, it's such a huge part of my journey and sort of where I've, like, I, senior year of high school, I switched my dream career. I think about seven times. I was like, I want to be this. No, I want to be this. No, I actually want to be this. And I was like, you know what? I was like, no, like, this is ridiculous. You know, like, let me just go into college and see what happens. And luckily I found entrepreneurship and I'm sort of pursuing that now, which is so flipping exciting. But I didn't know, I literally did not know I'd be here. I had no, no, no clue. And it's just, it's just so exciting for me. But I really, I want to dive into the thing that's happening right now, the hot thing, which is online school. And for me, I know it's a benefit, but it's also just really sucky. It's a benefit because I, I sort of get to, there's a lot of more like asynchronous classes. And so I get to just like really make my own schedule, but also that sucks because there's no like actual like lectures and I don't have any structure and, and whatnot. It's like, what have you seen with the students you've worked with based off of like what they've felt about online school and just give us like some of your best advice to sort of how to navigate through it. Yeah. So, oh geez. It's like, I think five to 10%. This is not a statistic that I, I just made this up. So this isn't official, but five to 10% of students are like loving it and thriving. And it's because they, they actually don't have to go to class. They, they like that or they're able to, do it at their own time. They're able to work or take care of family or whatever it is. And they love it. And it's, and they're doing actually really well academically, but they didn't necessarily before COVID do it well academically, maybe. So then there's the other side where about 95 or 90 to 95%, I would just say are struggling hardcore. And I think it's that motivation piece where it's the same stuff day in and day out. Like you're, you're kind of surroundings. You're not really doing things that are very sporadic or fun or like, oh, let's randomly go do this thing. It's, that's not happening as frequently. And and if so, there's a lot of prep for it. It it just, that's a weird thing. 
so we don't have a lot of excitement happening outside of our school. And so school is the excitement and it's just not exciting at all. So I think that, yes, so many students are struggling right now. Quite honestly, I think I'm struggling. I miss so much that energy exchange when I talk to another human is so freaking fun. And it's so fun to meet new people. And that's something too, You, it's hard to meet new people right now, right? Like you're not really going to somewhere random and taking off your mask. I mean, maybe you are. It really depends on where you live, if we're being honest. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, and your comfort level and, and health and all of those things. But I think, yeah, it's it's been such a hard time. And I think, you know, the one thing that I will say is the most helpful is, is you have to have like your kind of your calendar up to date. You have to really be up on things as they change. If the professor moves something back or changes direction with an assignment, um, I'm hoping they're giving you most of the benefit of the doubt. But, and I think it's like that day-to-day grind. It's, it feels like a grind, like right now, every single day. And I think you can't expect motivation to really be there. It's just not going to be. And if it's there, use it as much as you can, right? Like you better crush all your work that day if you're feeling motivated. And if you're not feeling motivated, it's like, what, what's one small thing that I, can, that I can do to get started? I think getting started is one of the hardest parts. And then having your own space to be able to go to, even if it's a small space, to do work and to try and be productive, quote unquote. But I think it's what I've seen the most is that students are very hard on themselves right now. And I think you need to give yourself a lot of self-compassion when you can. And honestly, I didn't really know what that word was when I was in college, if I'm being honest. But I think that most of you all do right now. But self-compassion, you know, it's just being okay with messing up and not, not doing as well as you want. You're still doing really well. Like, I want you to hear that because that motivation is not there right now. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path. It doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be in college. And I think that I used to think that I used to think that if you weren't motivated, that it's okay if you wanted to leave college and, and that kind of thing. And there's there's such a, a wide range in, in motivation. Some of us aren't motivated to go to college because we actually don't want to be there. And that's important to like explore. But most of us have this motivation that fluctuates all the time. And then this semester, last semester, since COVID, it's really just been pretty low the whole time is what I've seen. So just give yourself patience as you continue on. And I'm hoping, I, I feel like there's like, there's some hope around the corner. So <laughs> that's, what, that's where I'm feeling right now. Yeah, absolutely. I know that my school at least, like they really, really want to go back to in-person next year. So I'm hoping and praying that that happens. It would be just the best thing ever. But it's so true because like, Honestly, for me, in this past year, really, I just have this crisis of like, okay, now everything's online. So like, what's the point of being in college? Like, I have so many things going for me on the side. Like, why do I need college as well? Like, it's just a waste of time. And especially like when I'm not even like gaining the college experience, like as I used to in my first semester, really. But then again, it's like, oh, I have like one year left and that's it. And so if I just grind it out, you know, it's like, then I'll be done forever. And like, I'll have, I'll have graduated, I'll have accomplished something and then I'll be done literally forever because there's no way in heck that I'm going for a master's degree. I mean, kudos to everyone who does, but I'm just not that person. So everyone's different, but it's like, 
it happened so abruptly going online. And for me, like the first transition of it was like, like I had to go from California to New York and 20, like and pack everything up in 24 hours. So that was really, really fun. Love to hear that. And then as sort of time went on and I moved back to San Diego, it was like, okay, so like, do I go out and go, like, do I go to like the coffee shop and like go do work there? Do I stay here? Like, it was just like this whole thing of like, how do I keep myself going? Because I have so much on my plate and I have so much to do and I can't afford a day of like, oh, I just don't feel like doing anything. But then I realized I was like, no, I actually can. Like if it's one day, like I'll survive. Like it's not gonna be the end of the world. And like unfortunately last week, like I was just so burnt out that I like I think I slept for like 14 hours every day. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. You know, I was like, this is really great. I'm glad we got to this point. But then like Sunday, I like, was super motivated and I just like just did all the work. I caught up on everything and just did got ahead in all the stuff for this week because I was like, if I have this energy, like let me use it. And so it, it just varies very, very like just forever. And it's it's hard at times, but I think if we just realize like A, like and pretty much everyone's going through the same thing. And B, it's like this is this is gonna pass eventually and we're gonna get through this. I think that's just like the key thing for sure. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you say that because like it's actually really interesting to me that we're all having like the same human experience across the world, but now we've all experienced the same thing. And it's obviously it varies country to country, but I think that that's fascinating. Like we're gonna talk to somebody and two or three years and we can travel all the places, you know, I'm going to meet new people and be like, what was COVID like for you here? You know, and just, that's going to be something that we can already all connect with, with another human who is on the other side of the world from us. So I think that that's kind of also exciting. I'm trying to think about that in a positive way. And two, I was going to say like, with you kind of questioning college, right? You don't really necessarily need a degree to do what you want to do. And I think that is so important to question. And then at the same time, one of my things is like my kind of like, I'll say like, is my like slogan, I guess is make college yours, like make college yours, make it work for you because you are doing all these amazing things. Like what, like who can you access on campus? That's going to help you take your podcast to the next level. Who can you access on campus? that's going to help you meet new people who are going to connect you to a global audience or whatever it is, right? There's just so many things that you can do on your campus. Cause I think you're at a big university, right? So you have all those things, but it feels like right now you're kind of getting the short end of the stick because you don't get access to some of those things or not in the same ways, at least. I think it's much harder to get access to those things whenever we are online or remote. So yeah, I want to talk more about that later, but yeah, no, for sure. And I think that like I, this semester, really, I've had the opportunity to sort of join a lot of the clubs that I wouldn't have otherwise, because like, I just didn't have the time to because stuff was happening or whatever. But like, now that they're online, it's a lot easier for me to hop into them and do what I need to do. And it's been so amazing because I've just connected with so many different people. And like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow, like people are actually at this school. I'm like, even though there's 30,000 people who go here, like I just didn't know that people went here. And so it's been really fun to sort of have that community too. And I think that's a big thing is like find, like just like find some sort of like community just like that, at least right now that you can hop into a Zoom with and be like, let's chit chat or even like messaging one of the 
the kids like in one of your classes and being like, Hey, like that study on this day at this time, like over zoom and stuff like that. And just sort of connecting in that aspect. I think it's a really big thing that I've at least had to do because I'm like, Oh, like people are not willing to, you know, like get together in person or whatever. And so you have to sort of navigate that another way. Yes. Ah, oh, so good. And I'm so grateful that you've been able to experience that because I don't think that's been the case for every student. And I would be so interested to learn more about this from your perspective too, and your audience about just sense of belonging community and feeling lonely. I think that because of how your generation has grown up, I think there's been a lot of research happening with the cell phone and social media and the dip in and really just happiness and community and that kind of thing. And then a rise in depression and anxiety and in loneliness. And I feel like that has been even more so for a lot of people during this time of online learning and limited opportunities for social connection. So I'm so grateful that you've been able to experience that. And yeah, it'll be so interesting to think about how we go back and what that is going to look like and what it's going to mean for our social interactions, for our sense of belonging. Because I know even for myself, I am never going to take for granted going to a brewery and having a beer with my friends on a patio. Like that's what we do in Colorado. Um, And that is so much fun. It's just having that good conversation with a beer um, in the mountains in the background. is just the best. And I just, I'm going to be so grateful to have that experience again soon. Hopefully. Oh, absolutely. No, I feel the same way. I mean, like I didn't really go out like my first semester of college. I didn't like do much. And then like a month into second semester, like COVID hit and like, I was like, oh, cool. Like that's really, you know, we had so many plans for second semester because we're like, okay, we're actually getting acclimated to school now. Like everything's on the up and up. And I feel like I've been out a few times, but like not in like the way I want it. Like we haven't gone to like the big places we've wanted to go to. And it's like, I will like forever be grateful for like that like one time we went out before like everything happened like even like it was literally like like, honestly it was like four days before we were sent home that like we were going out and doing things and like there are things we did like we just can't do now you know and it's like I will forever be grateful for doing those things because I mean hopefully we can do them very soon but we don't know you know so it's it's been very interesting for sure. And I think a lot of people, they're like, I just want to do these things again. And it's like, you can't really do that. You know, I mean, you could if you really wanted to, but it's not the safest option in the world. And so people are like, yeah, but it's fine. And we're like, no, it's not really fine. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's so awesome that you and, and so many people around you in, in this college experience are learning how to adapt And that's actually going to be a really important skill for you later. So use this as like a, you know what, I'm going to take the best of this and adapt and really develop and hone in that skill because that has been something that has been studied as far as something that you're going to need in the future for sure. So you'll be ready for, for anything. And, and I think that's actually one thing that I wanted to share too, is that you really do have to expect the unexpected and explore and that kind of thing and be willing to change. But I want to share the story of something that I was looking for when I was in college. I was looking for a mentor and I was craving one so bad. And I just didn't know who to go to or who to ask. And I was like starting to meditate. I was like, I'm going to meditate. And this person's going to manifest this person. And I just had this envision of like a woman who worked in, in at a college who I could kind of look up to and become that type of person. 
So I was actually on a trip to Florida and was coming back. I was at a wedding. So I had forgotten to check in for my flight because I was, you know, enjoying the wedding festivities. And then, so the next day, my husband and I were flying back. We didn't get to sit next to each other because we didn't check in early. (laughs) So I sat in between this person these two people and I I was in the middle seat and I go to sit down and I start kind of reading as, as the plane's ticking off. And this, the guy next to me, we, we start having a conversation. He works for like a super, he's super high up in one of the big, like car insurance places. So I'm like, Oh, this is like so interesting. I would have never met somebody like you, you know, and we literally talked for four hours, the entire flight. (laughs) And we're talking about like real stuff. Like we were talking about everything, you know, and growth and what does it mean to grow? And I don't know. It was just like, I was getting so much mentorship and and just having such a fun conversation. And then my husband, meanwhile, he's like a few rows back and didn't talk to anybody, you know, (laughs) and it's just like, so, so us, but so I, we get off the plane and he gives me his card. I was like, Hey, like, you know, if you want to, if you ever need anything, reach out. So I didn't really think much of it. And it was like a month later, I'm driving to college because I was commuting about an hour and 10 minutes away. Not super fun, but that's why I started the podcast. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm driving and, and for some reason, his name popped in my head. Like this guy, his name was Scott. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So I was like, oh, I still have his card. I'm going to email him whenever I get to campus. And just because it, he popped up in my head. And I think really, especially like while you're young, really pay attention to those things. I don't think I I was really t- like honed into my, my intuition and, and what really resonated with me. But those moments, those are small moments that are pulling you towards something that you actually really want to do. But a lot of times we will quiet that voice. We'll say, oh yeah, I'll go later. I'll go next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. And then all of a sudden you graduate college and you're like, holy crap, I'm done. Like what happened? So I like email this guy and I was like, just, you know, I want you to know, I was still thinking about our conversation. I had a really good time with you. Like, thank you so much for that conversation. And it's just really cool to meet somebody completely outside of everything that I know. And he's like, actually, Alicia, you know, I've, I really want to mentor 20 people over my lifetime. And I'd love to mentor you. We would meet once a week. You're going to read a lot of books. We're going to go through a lot of hard conversations and I want to take you through it for free. And I said, okay, let's do this. And I would have never expected finding a mentor on a plane, right? Like who does that? And I did that. And I think that we have to expect the unexpected and be clear about what you're passionate about and go towards those experiences. And then as they kind of change and grow, or like, maybe it's going to come about in a way that you never expected. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. I'm so glad you brought up mentorship because it's something that I preach like just every single day in my life. Mentors have changed my life. I just, 360 truly but it's funny because like my I call it my San Diego mentor in a sense uh I started working for her last year when one of my friends was like hey I know this girl who like runs this like PR agency like you should definitely check it out I was like huh interesting and so I emailed her and I went for an interview and like I was able to start working with her and then like we just figured out that like we love pretty much all the same things like 
we're just the same person. Like we have the same story and it just, it was so incredible. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we are going to, you know, just like, it, this is, this is for life. And so, you know, she's been my mentor since and it's been so amazing. Like the other day I went to her house and like, we just sat for like two hours and just talked like business and like everything and like I should, you know, be doing and like, did it out all that stuff like that. And it was like, it was so amazing just to like have someone like that who like understood it all. And it's like, Hey, like here's what you need to do. And like, let me help you do that. And it's just like, it's such a blessing. And I love that story so much. So thank you for sharing that. So good. Yeah. Before we roll into the final question of the podcast, I want you to let everyone know where they can find you on the web and on social. Yeah, sure. So you can find me at the College Life Podcast. You can find me on all major platforms. You can also find me on Instagram at the College Life Coach. Um, and then also, if you do want me to come speak at your college, you can find me at Alicia Speak or AliciaSepulveda.com. And I can share that link later. Yes, absolutely. All the links will be in the show notes below. And for the final question of the podcast, this is the question that I've asked every single guest who have ever been on. So based off the title, which is fashion your passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming currently on how to fashion their passion? Share your dreams. Share your dreams because there are so many people around you who want to help you get there but you have to share your dreams in order to let them help you. Absolutely. It's making those connections that you can't see. They're not, they're not going to, you're not going to expect them, but share your dreams. Yes. I love that so much. Alicia, thank you so much once again for coming on today. It has been such an amazing conversation. And for those who are listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and screenshot using this episode. Tag both Alicia and I on Instagram, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.